Mm. Uh, I'm doing? No, no. You're doing nothing. Okay. John. You're busy doing nothing. John. John. Everybody's John. 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 Tonight, alphabetical Maxwell Silver Hammer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Alphabetical. It's the Internet's only podcast that discusses every single Beatles song alphabetically from 12 to Y. I'm Pete the Retailer. And I'm John. And I'm Al Adam. Alex. And today we're talking about Maxwell's Silver Hammer from 1969's Abbey Road. Uh, denoted in my book as AR, which gets confusing because Alex Robinson. Of course. So. That's, how uh, I have, that's how I have him in all my notes, AR. Mm-hmm. That's how you remember, because it's my favorite album. Right, so. right. Oh, that's why. So, my, sorry, my second favorite album. Right, after that XTC one. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> hey! That episode is a binding agreement. <laughs> yes, this is a Paul McCartney song from Abbey Road. Well, written during the White Album and stuck around until they finally nailed it in Abbey Road. Yep. Yeah. Nailed it. Get it? Nailed it. Hammer. Uh, oh, I see. Uh, yeah. More like you know, pounded it. All you, have is, all you have is a silver hammer. Everything looks like a nail. Right. This is true. Whoa. Silver nail. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, a favorite of the rest of the band? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they loved it. It was much much beloved. Yeah, their favorite recording session. <laughs> yeah, this was a problem. In case uh, you can't tell, we're being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> In case you can't tell... Um, I'll go with John's quote, more of Paul's granny music, yep. which I love. I also, John Lennon, I hate it. Yep. <laughs> Ringo's, Ringo's quote on the session, worst track we ever had to record. It took effing weeks. Yeah. Yep. And George Harrison, Paul would make us do these fruity songs like <laughs> Maxwell Silver hat. <laughs> Eric Clapton, I'm so glad they didn't ask me to come in for that session. Right. <laughs> George, George Martin, my ears were bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> Yoko Ono, I should have broken up the Beatles earlier <laughs> if I know this was coming. Ah, winner. <laughs> that was good. What about uh, Stu Sutcliffe? Glad I didn't make it that long. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Julia Lennon, I threw myself in front of a car rather than... Oh. oh. Sorry, too far. If it bends, it's funny. If it breaks. Mm, yeah. Uh, so a song about a guy with an anvil? No, no, a hammer. Who's right. killing people, basically? They used, yeah. a, they used an anvil in the studio. Well, yes. we'll get there. They, okay, sorry. <laughs> Spoiler, don't hey. say hey, Anyway, we can talk about it now. Don't get ahead of yourself. No, or, no. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go, let, no, go let's, ahead. Let's, get ahead of yourself. Let's, let's start out with Maxwell. Go ahead, okay. John. He's a guy. Maxwell he's a student. Edison. Student. He's, he's studying. Uh, now, pedophysical. Majoring in medicine. Medicine. Joan is a woman. Is a woman. Joan, right. She's kind of quizzical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She studied pataphysical. Right. Which is uh, an Pataphysical? Pataphysical. Pataphysical. Is that really what it says? I always thought it was yeah. metaphysical. No, no it's pataphysical. Oh, and that I, is confusing. She, and because, it's a real thing. Yeah, because Paul got into uh, he made it up. kind of avant garde uh, writing, avant garde you know, uh, plays and, and books at this point. Uh, As we all do. Alfred Jarry, uh, author of uh, Ubu, Jarry. Ubu Wa. Uh, King, King Ubu. <laughs> yep. Um, had the word pataphysical. Oh, which, you learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. I think it means the discussion of. Do you have it? Uh, yeah, from French, pataphysique, philosophy dedicated to studying what lies beyond. 
What no, lies we, beyond? Right. <laughs> the so vague. One blind, blind blues ghosts. Right. In the realm of metaphysics. Uh, All right, then. I don't even know. Is, it, is that what metaphysics is about? Ghosts? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Okay. Anytime someone says metaphysics to me, I go, Because <laughs> <laughs> you're scared? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. Right. A little bit of Because there's always like a draft. <laughs> right. Because you're always watching Saturday Night Live with the sound off. <laughs> right. Or is that how they banish you back to your dimension? Like, right. Metaphysics. <laughs> I like how that's always the one <laughs> Molly Shannon. The Molly Shannon. <laughs> Garrett Morris. Charlie Rocket. <laughs> Points for the deep cut yeah. reference. Yeah. All right. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> Dimitro Vance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, right. oh, boy. Uh, Woo. Maxwell Silverhammer. Maxwell yeah, so, uh, Silverhammer. Apparently, Paul wrote it during the White Album, like during the end of the White Album, and they didn't have time to record it. Yeah. You can see them rec- like playing it in the Let It Be movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see... <laughs> With um, Jerry Seinfeld as a computer graphics uh, insect. <laughs> oh, like I get it. Movie. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a deep cut as well. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And Mal Evans, who I'm going to do as my cosplayer, sure. Mal Evans right. plays the anvil on the Let It Be version, right? But apparently, does not play it in the. Uh, recorded. And do you know why he played it? Do I know why he played it? Yeah. Because he was told to. Because Ringo couldn't lift the hammer. Oh, is that well, true? He was, no, yeah. he's preoccupied with the drums. No, he wanted to do it, and he, it was just too heavy. To, Get out so, of here! To, what oh, they, really? Ring, Ringo was I read that in the studio notes. What? Seriously. I and do not believe that. Ringo Starr has the strength of 10 ordinary men. He but it's not about strength. It it's about, you know, purity of heart and uh, Hey, and hey, hey. Right. Don't you say Ringo's not pure of heart. No, they had to know. bring in Beta Ray Bill to play. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, they, had to, they, they had to do it a lot because Mal like, wasn't a, a drummer, so he didn't have good timing. Right. So, right. uh, but he was, had the strength. Yeah. Ringo had to go, now! When you're right. supposed to hit it. Right, right, right. Like, Ringo hits Mal, and Mal hits the anvil. <laughs> yeah. yep. Yes, exactly. But <clears throat> since Ringo's so good, he like accounted for this couple of seconds delayed, yeah, so he'd he like knew. hit him early. Because yeah. Ringo's amazing. Mm. Mal True. Goldberg machine. <laughs> um, I have a personal anecdote about this song. Sure. When I was in high school... Mm-hmm. I um I'm a cartoonist in my regular job in addition to being a podcaster. When you were in high school? I was a cartoonist in high school as well. Mm-hmm. Not a podcaster. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my audience back then. But okay. um I used to just go up to people and be like, Hey, you want to listen to me talk about Star Wars or the Beatles? <laughs> uh, Get away from every, me every day for twenty minutes. <laughs> Uh, no, but I illustrated this song as a I took the plot and mm. illustrated it as a story, like a four page story. Interesting. Maxwell Killing Joan and killing the judge and killing uh, someone else who gets killed. There's yeah. a teacher yeah. in between. The, yeah, teacher, the teacher, yeah. So uh, I should dig that up. Yeah, totally. And yeah. Post that on the internet if I Absolutely. still have it somewhere. I want to see it. But uh, so I so I have a. I'm sure I'm going to get yelled at later during the ratings period of the song. So I have a fondness for the song that uh, is probably it has more of a personal connection. That and the fact that I have murdered people. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, it's that personal yeah. so, link uh, that you have. You, you identify with Maxwell. Yes. Yeah. Personal connections will do that to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing with the French connection. Mm. This always seemed like a very Kinks-ish song to me. Mm. Really? I could see that. Because yeah. Ray Davies had a lot of... Ray Davis... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> had a lot of like weird characters and kind of vaguely music-hall-ish stuff. Mm-hmm. So. No, it just seems kind yeah, of kinky to me. <laughs> it's a bit kinky. Yeah. Kinky. 
Um, it is a little bit out of, uh, not out of character. It's out of it's touch. Of character, but, uh, uh, well, it's not entirely unusual. You know, they do a couple of, you know, Bungalow Bill and all that kind of stuff. They do a bunch of, you know, kind of character story yeah. songs. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot, though. Not a lot, but they've, they've, it's not a unheard hand, of. We'll say a handful. Beatles. A handful, sure. Rocky Raccoon. Rocky Raccoon. Yeah. Rocky Raccoon. Ta- Axel Silverhammer. Yeah, the Taxman. Right. Man. Was he a character? With all their <laughs> character songs written for the White Album <laughs> I think you could probably watch <laughs> the Sgt. Pepper movie, and all the characters will be in that movie. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Mr. that's Kite what they... Uh, and, uh, I think they play this in uh, the movie. They do. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. Oh, oh sorry. Oh. <laughs> what? Jumping ahead. <laughs> Pete, did this make Rolling Stones best 200 Beatles songs of all time? It did not. Wow, Whoa. really on a dry Yeah, what here. the heck, man? I need some money for the meter. I had a, uh, <laughs> I had a question, Alex. Do you assume that this is about a drug called MSH? Because <laughs> Alex thinks everything's about drugs. Yeah, because I, I know all their songs are about... Uh, right. Yes. Okay. About heroin. Right. The hammer is the device that you would use to... Jeez, yeah. uh, this guy. Wow. Man with the golden hey, arm. Who was the Maxwell 60s, Silver man. Hammer. I can <laughs> yeah, see it. I can exactly. see it. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, give me my silver hammer. You're like, <laughs> clang, clang. You're like, whoa. <laughs> um, this is totally pataphysical, dude. <laughs> All right. To prove you wrong, I'm going to go find some heroin. <laughs> and then I'm going to try it, and I'm going to tell you if I think it's what the song is like. I don't know. If, okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's right. the way to go about it, but okay. Does John Lennon play on this song? I don't think he does. I don't think anyone do. No, yeah, we, we established that Ringo had oh, to play right. the drones because he was too weak to yeah. play the anvil. <laughs> right. He was no, a very sickly child, Ringo. No, they were, they well, were he there. Played it on, yeah. the, no, on the album, he played the anvil. Yep. Ringo. Yeah. But just not in practice. He, he had to do yeah. some work, he had to work yeah, out yeah. in between the, the, yeah, the, the musical montage yeah. of, yeah, there was uh, some of Ringo. Muscle you know, hey. heart, heart's on fire while he goes and runs in the snow. So meanwhile, Pete Best is using all of the high-tech equipment. Exactly. <laughs> but so, do you have confirmation? Does John Lennon play on this, or was this when John Lennon was injured? So. And he just didn't care. He came right. in while injured because he was there. Right. But I thought there but was a time where he was. This, in the, I, I thought like someone was in the hospital and he wasn't. Think, no, he was fresh out the hospital. I think for this. he came well, in to do sessions and saw that they were just doing three days on this song and not accomplishing anything, and he was just like, "This, I'm out of here." Right. Okay. So he was. He just didn't want to do it. Yeah. So he's not on the actual well, song. More of Paul's granny music. Yep. Huh. I thought I thought he was on this. No, okay. I don't think so. Fascinating. <clears throat> uh so ratings. Ratings. Rolling Stones didn't have the gut Rolling Stone magazine did not have the guts to rate it. <laughs> right. Well, tying into what you said earlier, right, there's a, a certain uh personal connection with this song, even though it's not on the white album, it's got that white album feel a little bit to me. You think? Uh, well, it doesn't feel white album to me. Well, because it's that character work like, uh, you know, like Bungalow Bill or... or uh, That's true. Um, Sexy C. <laughs> we'll that doesn't, doesn't count as a... Does that count as a character? Count as a story. Pot, uh, <laughs> potluck dinner? <laughs> that, that, potluck that. dinner, what have you done? <laughs> um, do the Beatles have any story songs that literally have a beginning, middle, and end? I don't think they do. Uh, well, this kind of does. But I mean, it's not like... I mean, he just he just keeps killing people. It's not like what woke up, fell out of bed, yeah, dragged a home, uh, comb across my head. But I mean, like in That's terms of like, like a devil went down to Georgia or a Lola no. thing, where like the last where there's like a punchline, yeah, where the last thing kind of tells you, and here's the finale of the story, right? Yeah, I don't think they do. No, um, maybe I don't know. 
Hmm. We have to look back. Not that we've covered so far, I don't think. All right, cool. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. Anyway, Pete, you're about to talk about your person. You've, you, you, yeah. you think it sounds like a white album, a lost white album cut, a little bit, and it's got that. Um, uh, it's got you know like that that uh, we're we're kind of talking about you know when you're a kid and you get into you know there's certain songs that are easily you know like a lot of Ringo songs are like this where they're very kind of easy for kids to get into because like, you know you see what kind of, a lot of Paul songs universal. Are like this too or you know the Paul songs are fairly straightforward and so it's easy for kids to just kind of latch on to that yeah um, but this has that like kind of next level like when you first like uh, I think I mentioned this before but I am a rock when you listen to that by Simon and Garfunkel and you're like oh there's something deeper there that's interesting and where uh, um, I think I I brought it up because of uh, I don't want to spoil the party but what's the other uh, Every little thing she does. No, I think it was a it's a kind of emo John song, a mopey. I don't know, but anyway, there, there's a couple of songs like that where, like, when you you know next level listener, when you're in like a, you're like a teenager and you're like, oh wait, this I know what this song is about. And then this, you know, kind of on the surface, it's just like, oh, it's a lot, lot. It's it's you know, sounds like granny music. It's a musical kind of like, oh, it's a poppy number. And then you listen to it, and you're like, oh, it's about murder. Oh wow, that's a whole different level to this that I didn't uh, I didn't get the first time, and that's totally like. It makes it fun. It's like opening a present. <laughs> That's dark. Um, murder makes murders fun to you. Well, you know, listening to songs, poppy That's songs sick. about murder. No, oh, yeah, poppy songs about murder is my new album. It'll be it's on sale uh, August fourteenth. Uh, poppy seeds, murder. Poppy referring to heroin, of course. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I've always liked this song. This was an early uh, as a teenager. I, I discovered this song and I've liked it a lot since then. Uh, no problem going five with this one. Wow. The five. Mm-hmm. The five-inator. <laughs> Five-amundo. Um, I'm going to go with a two. Wow. Yeah. I hate this song. More Paul's Granny music? <laughs> I don't mind the the genre of Paul's Granny music, mm. but um, the I just never dug the melody of the song. Mm. Um, you know, it's like one of these things where all the things come together in the wrong way for me. No, this doesn't come uh, together. Yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't come together. Um, That's why. Despite the really cool Moog part or Moog oh, part, yeah. um, I like that too. But um, I just don't, I don't know. And I, I really can't, you know, it's like just, it just uh, doesn't fit with my audio mm. sensibilities. Mm. Uh, Interesting. Uh, I think when I was in high school, I would have um, probably given the song a five. But mm-hmm. now that I'm older and... I give it a four. I four. also I also give it a four. Hmm. Right. So you're saying I'm stuck in high school? No, I I, I was like, I yeah, well, a... like we well, you know when you're in high school and you figure out no. the song's about and it's awesome, and you're like, well, if I was in high school, I might have given it a five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I loved that I would go to have given this song a five. But no, I, when I was in high school, I would have given it a five because, like right. I said, I did that story to it. Mm-hmm. But I guess I feel like as I've gotten older, it doesn't uh, sustain my interest as much. But mm. I still like it. Hmm. I feel like I I. I love the mood, the warm yeah. that uh, keep you know. The, yeah, no, that's that's my favorite part. You would have given it a one if not. For it's that. just hard, you know, because like the, the the rest of the album is so good. Yeah, uh, and it just this one, just like I, I skip it. Mm. You know, um, right, what'd you give it? Uh, four, four. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I. Well, do we give it anvils? Anvils oh, yeah. are anvils. Five anvils. Um. I feel like I kind of put this song away for a while and then just recently coming back to it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I feel like I rediscovered it personally, so maybe that's why I'm yeah. on the five right now where it's like I might have gone lower mm-hmm. a year ago. Mm. Paul McCartney says he still uses the phrase Maxwell Silver Hammer 
to denote kind of like any kind of bad surprise that pops up. Mm. Like the point of the song was like, you know, you never know when bad things are going to happen. You could be getting ready for a date and then suddenly suddenly you, you kill your date and then it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> now what do I do? Yeah. So uh, I like uh, the uh, anthology version. Gives it a little bonus too because it's Paul. It's an earlier take, and so it's Paul just kind of doing it more or less by himself. There's no mm-hmm. anvil. There's no anything. And then he flubs the lines at one point and just turns into this like gibberish. He's like, uh, which is fun to listen to. Hmm. I think that was probably actually one of the last takes because everyone else had fled. Yeah, they were like, point. "To hell with this." <laughs> well, I think that is that the one that at the end he's like, "Oh, I thought it was pretty good. Like we got some good bits in there. And if, we're just, if we can get the good bits with the other bits, we'll be all right." And then, like that's probably like at the beginning, like three days later, they're like, ah, <laughs> "Let's just use one of the ones that we did." Relentless perfectionism. Yes, covers slash other versions. I got nothing for you, man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> If you're a fan of girls playing ukulele, ooh, that's come up before. And who isn't? There is a musician named Ukulele. Oh, oh that's cover clever. Of, cover of this song. Interesting. Uh, it's all right. I like it. I enjoy it. But I'm a f- I like girls playing ukulele. Sure, so. sure. Mm. So uh, mm. I went with uh, Steve Martin from the aforementioned uh, yes. Sgt. Pepper's movie. Um, which if you listen to it, it's pretty ridiculous. It's him like kind of doing his Steve Martin kind of 70s Steve Martin voice on all the words. Mm-hmm. It's almost, you know, Shatnerizing it, except with Steve Martin's uh, intonation instead of Shatner. Right. When you say 70s Steve Martin, like what, what, what am King I? King Tutish type? Yeah, like like wild and crazy guy, very kind of, you know, like yeah. hyper, so it like wow. It's not like it's not like now Steve Martin where he was much more subdued. And, yeah. Right. Like, I've got happy feet. That yeah. kind of Steve Martin. Yeah. Right. Hey, oh, hey, whoa, whoa. You know, like Maxwell Silver Hammer. <laughs> Who are all these people? Oh, that's someone else. <laughs> yeah. That's the guy from B movie. Oh, right. right, right. <laughs> the letter B movie. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's my cover too. <clears throat> Steve Martin. Did you guys was he in um he was in that Looney Tunes movie, right? Did anyone yes, see that? Yes, back in action. I did wow. not see it. It was him and Brendan right. Fraser. Oh, no, I'm thinking of okay. Space Jam. <laughs> missing in action. That was a different movie altogether. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You're thinking of Missing in Action 2. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. How does Steve, Steve Martin... I saw it in the theaters, I believe. What? Missing in action 2. Oh, really? Okay. The beginning. Yeah. Oh, I think I... Don't have a strong memory of it other than going to it. Huh. Anyway. Mm. Yes, yes. Um, so that's it for Maxwell Silverhammer. That's it for this week. Uh, uh, we all kind of liked it, except for John. He was a little bit mean. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I got a hot dog. You got a- <laughs> <laughs> It's a little, uh, plain. Though. Is it Martha? Oh. I got ketchup. Happy ketchup. I don't like ketchup. Oh, yeah. see, he's mean. <laughs> Um, <laughs> look at this guy. Doesn't like ketchup. Yeah, look at this guy. Doesn't like ketchup. <laughs> what are we going to call you? Me, Mr. Mustard. <laughs> uh, so we'll uh, be back Monday talking about me and Mr. Mustard by the Beatles. Um, join us then. In the meantime, in the mean time, Mr. Mustard, talk. Uh, go talk about us on uh, iTunes. Give us a review, good or bad, if you feel that way. But just you know, stick to the good, I think. And uh, look, check us out on uh, Facebook and Twitter. We're Alpha Beatles on both of those. And uh, we'll see you guys back here on Monday. Alphabetical weekend.